Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like The Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel Original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code, CAPED, at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that just learned how to use cgi yesterday also <laughs> uh, we took a class with the same guys who did x-men origins wolverine 2009's feature film and they taught us so like we've been in this class one day too this is how you do cgi boys this is it this is hey it's better than those spawn guys who didn't even try and they were ilm they were ilm guys who were like oh yeah, man there were like janitors at ILM. They were like, hey, we know how this works. Jan right? Etor comes in and he's trying <laughs> to do the, the vex for it. Yeah. Spawn's bad. Don't mention Spawn again. My Thank bad. You. My bad. Let, we're on to X-Men Origins Wolverine this week. We're and talking about who, better? Is this 12 years of improvement in CGI? Nope. 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 Directed by Gavin Hood. I'm going to give him a the. Okay. He's pretty good. He's he done did, some things. He, he's done a few things. Not many, but what he's done is- Critically is acclaimed. Very good. Suitsi, whatever it's called. Sotsi, Suitsi. The South African A Reasonable film. Man. I can say that one. There you I, go. I know those words. And, <laughs> and Ender's good. Game. Ender's Game is very good. And I he like wrote it. Ender's Game. The book. Well, the, the script. I was going to say. For the movie, so like based Orson on the book. Scott Card wrote the book. Is that him? Sure. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> the look you had on your face was, how would I know? <laughs> it's a good book. I believe it's a good book. Have you ever seen this flick before? I have not. Okay, I haven't either. This is my first time, this too. This is brand new to me, but I've, I'm familiar with its its reputation. reputation. What do you know the about the reputation behind it? It's not good. The okay. reputation has always been, this is the worst of the X-Men movies. This is a, a dumpster fire. This is a shitstorm, to quote some of our, our listeners. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got told we're going into the eye of the shitstorm, in fact. Yeah. So this is... I did not go into this with high hopes. And? Pleasantly surprised. Okay. Where would, do you think you fall in I, terms of Coldstone? Like it, love it, gotta have it. As we all know, like it means you kind of don't really like it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm almost. I'm like still sampling. I haven't decided oh, if, I, if I don't like You're it. You're still yet. putting like the nickels into the tip jar to it's, make them sing every time, though. As you sample. Oh, of course. Just give me another little spoon. Here's a nickel. Sing. Ha <laughs> ha. Dance for me. You're a monster. Ice cream monkeys. <laughs> I don't know. That's, <laughs> all right. That's, <laughs> weird yeah <laughs> what a, a weird turn yeah that <laughs> what i meant to say was yeah dave what do you think about this movie i'm in a weird spot with this one i hate x-men i don't hide that i, I, I hate wolverine a lot sure i no, think that's this true. is my favorite x-men movie wow. i really sincerely mean that i i don't know if i liked it or just enjoyed it i that's kind of where i am too yeah i i sat there and i was into it the whole time but I'm, I mean, there was half nothing, of my notes are, why would they do that? There's this nothing in this sense. movie that really took me out of it until I thought about it later. Right, right. Well, there were some things I mean, other that than, really took me out of this yeah, thing. Yeah. 
But it was stuff I over, I was able to overlook at no problem. Right. This is a really easy movie to just watch. There were no moments like the first three X-Men movies that I was like, come the fuck on. That was most of the X-Men movies Especially for me, the first three. Especially the third one. Especially the third one. Especially like the first half of the second one, which is a nightmare to watch. It's, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like this one. It's nice that it's not directed I, by yeah. Brian Singer you're, or... You're right. That other guy. Joss Whedon, not him. Nope. <laughs> no, the other... the other. Uh, oh, Radner. Brett yeah, Radner. Brett Radner. Yeah, him. That other creep. Oof. A lot of creeps. Oof. I don't know. I, kinda, I have a thing I want to talk about post-movie, but let's get into this movie. Let's get let's into it. Let's figure out what this is about, because I, I feel like I cracked the code on this movie a little bit. Oh. Yeah. You've done cracked the code. I done cracked you the figured code. figured out the genetic mutations that create... Correct. Dan Mut- Brown is mutants. writing the X-Men Origins Wolverine code, and I am the star. With it's my Tom mut- Hanks, mutants and demons, Robert Langdon haircut, and- <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, let's figure this thing out. We start out in 1845 Northwestern Territory, British North America, aka Old Timey Canada. Yeah, it's where I want to start all my movies. Oh man, I wish every movie started in 1845 Old Timey Canada. It's the best, the best time to be alive, as they said. <laughs> Is, is it? Yep, that's what they said. <laughs> Lil James Howlett is a sickly boy with a weird friend, Victor. He's got a weird friend named Victor. Very weird. Just kind of sitting there watching him, being sick. <laughs> yep. And shaving his fingernails what else you gonna do? into claws. This is Victor talking. Oh, he's a boy. This is Victor talking. There you go. Uh, Netflix isn't going to be invented for a while, so I'm just going to watch my friend slowly die of an illness. <laughs> <laughs> is this binge watching? If it takes a while, I don't know how this works. 1845 sure. Canada. 1845. One night, Victor's dad kills Jimmy's dad, and that causes Jimmy to go berserk. You see what I did there? I I get it. He grows some bone claws out of his knuckles, and he goes all stabby-stabby on Vic's dad. Right. Uh, Mutton chops are definitely in vogue here. Oh, yeah. Well, 1845. Yeah, but not even just that. Nope. (laughs) It's a family trademark. Just uh, everybody's got him, even his mom. Everyone's all mudded up. (laughs) With his dying breath, Victor's dad tells little Jimbo that he's his real dad. Right. Uh, this is a terrible table setter of a scene all around because you're telling us to care about this emotionally, and we have no idea who these people no are. No investment in any of these characters. All I know is that they are all dying. Yeah. There, there's a, a sickly boy, a weird boy, and a dying dad, and a random mom, and another dead dad. And we're two minutes into this movie. We have no clue I've who already got are. two dead dads. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Real complicated. This super stuff score is already <laughs> a little fucky. It's true. Uh, so- since Jimbo just killed his dad, James and Victor run away, and James is all like, hey, I killed your dad. And Victor's like, it's cool. He was a dick. You're my brother now. I'll take care of you. <laughs> what I felt weird about this, and I actually had to Google this, was he called him Jimmy. Yeah. And I went, 1845? Old-timey Canada? Jimmy? That Jimmy? seems weird. 1820s was when Jimmy started getting used well, as that? a nickname for, for James. I'm glad you did the research. I had to. It annoyed me. I learned something And today. I did the research like a half hour after this scene. I was like, no, I got to pause You this. know what's crazy? That would be a relatively new nickname. You're right. These kids are early adopters of it Jimmy. It got to old-timey Canada <laughs> in this time frame. Uh, uh, via the Pony Express. I don't... Uh, what's no. Canada for Pony? I don't know. It's the Mounties. Nope. nope. Those are the police. Those are police. I don't know. The curling I imagine the, curling the police just delivered Express. the messages I don't know. back then. On the... you know curling's a national sport of Canada, not hockey? Oh, wow. Okay. I was going to say that checks out until you reminded me that hockey was a thing. Yeah. And uh, Or maybe it's lacrosse. Maybe it's lacrosse. Is lacrosse there. doesn't make sense. Either. Well, maybe because it makes that's less sense than the other two. National sport. Uh, lacrosse. Canada. Lacrosse is a Native American sport. It is lacrosse. Fuck me. Really? Yeah. That makes less good sense. Good correction, than Dave. 
Well, there you go. Well, I, I like I typed in National Sport of Canada, and it came up with lacrosse, but it also has a picture of lacrosse, lacrosse, hockey, lacrosse. So they made sure they got it in there. Well, you least. have to. I mean, do, really, do, it's do. just lacrosse on ice. Sorry. This has been The More You Know. <laughs> the More You Know About. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. This is The More You Knew About. You broke me. Oh. <laughs> It smells a lot more maple with like a, a maple sudden. leaf rainbow. Of course, <laughs> uh, just alternating sorry. like red and white, like a Canadian's jersey. Sorry for the interruption. This has been the more you know about. <laughs> so naturally, the next thing we get is an opening credits montage of the two brothers fighting together in the Civil War because you know Canadians, the World War One, World War Two, and finally Vietnam. It is. Awesome. It's so cool. It's I very good. love it so much. It's so well done. It's in, Yeah. You get to see them, I don't know, barely age throughout this. Sure. They get real old real fast and yeah. they just hit the brakes like, on aging. Like children and then bam, we're, we're if, Lee Schreiber. If this were and, a Benjamin and Button, Hugh Grant. they got okay. to Ben Joe what the fuck did I just and say? called it a day. I just said Hugh Grant instead of Hugh Jackman. Totally different movie. This is Hugh Grant. This is a different movie altogether. <laughs> totally different movie. I am the Wolverine. I'm talking with my teeth outside my mouth because it's Hugh Grant. I need the. <laughs> oh, this has already gone way off the rails. But the thing that I hate about this is that they're really good at killing people. Oh, Civil yeah. War, killing everybody. World War One, killing everybody. World War Two, here, Jamesy boy starts going like, uh, maybe we're doing a little overkill Ugh, here. Feel, and then oh, in Vietnam, he's definitely like, yo, pump the brakes. We're at war. Stop killing. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then the movie starts proper. Right. When and- you get to see. Liam Schreiber, and you get to see Hugh Grant. Hugh No, no. Oh, no. What have I done? You've made a brilliant mistake that I'm going to take advantage of. Hugh Grant. I can't even tell if you're doing a British accent underneath the Who knows? Thing. Who knows? Who could really be show? Hugh Grant's a piece of shit. How about that? <laughs> That's all I got for that. All right. Mo- moving on. So Victor, played by Liev Schreiber now, yep, because they grew up in the montage. He starts getting a little rapey and numb, uh, a little bit. Proper numb, proper numb. Yep. And, and his superior officer is like, bro. <laughs> and he's like, and Vic's like, bro, bro. Superior bro. officer's like, but bro. So Vic decides he's gonna kill him. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we should say. It's Sabretooth. It's Sabretooth. Just to give you a visual I mean, they of never, what's happening here. They, they don't really say, say it, it but ever it's in Sabretooth. The movie, but it's Sabretooth. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Liv Schreiber. Yeah. He's amazing in this He's movie. He's so good. He's so good. He put on 40 pounds of muscle. I because would have thought that he put on 90 because he he's showed a up. monster. He showed up and he was like, oh, he was kind of jacked, man. And then he just started doing push-ups right and then. He's and like, I'm going to start working out with him. And then he put on 40 pounds of muscle, which is unreal. He's a monster in this movie. He is an enormous human being. It's unreal. What's weird is that I remember the first time I ever saw Liev Schreiber, I wish he had a normal name, that, (laughs) you know, rolled off the tongue better. Sure. Was in a, like a making of Citizen Kane movie, if you will, where he was playing Orson Welles, and he was just crushing it there with like the voice and everything The opposite of of the disaster artist. Correct. That movie got more critical acclaim than disaster artist, but still- Leif Schreiber's killing it in this movie. Absolutely. He's so good. Also, he's killing lots of- He's killing lots of people, people. with his big old fingernails. That's right. He's got fingernail powers. Yep. So James is like, hey, I better go help my brother, I guess. So he goes to, to Victor's aid, and the two are sentenced to death by firing squad. Yep. And that's the movie. 
That should be the movie. Nope. You see them get shot at, and you see them both going, ah! Like, bring it on! And then you cut to them in jail. Yep. Alive. With bullet holes in their shirts and whatnot. And I was so upset at that, because I, I wanted that scene after of them not dying, and like the soldiers going like, what? Uh, what now? Yeah. And maybe give a little sass to those two characters who just got shot. and be like, are you guys going to fire anytime soon? Something like that. Yeah, so, something like, well, I imagine it still hurts when they get shot. It probably does, but so it would actually like created a bit of a lighter mood, and I think it would have set this movie up a little bit better. Yeah, probably. That little just scene that doesn't a, exist. A tiny been, little speck something. of something. Yeah, but they're fine. They're fine. They couldn't they're, be better. Just two handsome boys. Just hanging out with in a prison horrible cell. Horrible hairs. With, with a rat on, on one of their shoulders. Yep. And that's when Major William Stryker, played by Danny Houston, approaches and offers them to be part of his mutant mercenary group, Team X. They say yep. Yeah. Team X is comprised of Fred Dukes, played by Kevin Durant. He's got invulnerability and super strength and a tattoo of a lady on him. Sure does. John Wraith, played by Will I Am, because why not? Nah, 2009. He can that tel- all checks out. <laughs> he can teleport. So that's that's his thing. Chris Bradley, who's played by Dominic Monaghan from Lost. He's got electricity manipulation. Lord of the Rings. Or, of course. Or just light manipulation. I can't really Unsure. Tell. It seems like mostly I light think it's bulbs. A, I think it's electricity. Yeah. Agent Zero is played by Daniel Henney. He's like an expert marksman, I guess. Even though in the comic books, he's got like kinetic absorption and right. absorption. He's of, got the power of being an asshole. That's what he He's has. a dick, but he's good with sure. guns. Yes. And finally, Wade Wilson, played by Ryan Reynolds. Yep. And his superpower is katanas. Yeah, it's pretty basic. That's that's it. This is yeah. This is Wade Wilson, and you know I don't hate him here. I don't at all. I, I think, think this, this is... is actually kind of uh, a good intro to him. It's not the same. It's Wade a Wilson underplayed. It's extremely it's still, underplayed. Yeah, and I'm okay with it because it's it fits fine. the tone of this movie. Absolutely, it's totally fine. I agree. Everybody's still irritated by him though. because he's irritating. Yeah, in the best way. It's got that like <laughs> endearing charm behind being a complete dick. Right. It's great. It's the, the Tony Starkism. It's Ryan Reynolds, 2009. It's Ryan Reynolds, always and forever. There it is. <laughs> He's only ever played one character. It's true. It's Wade Wilson as the fat friend from high school. It's Wade Wilson as just, I don't know, name a different- A oh, waiter. A Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> so we join the team on a mission to Lagos, Nigeria, where they're seeking out the source of a meteorite. Stryker and the team have some pretty brutal interrogation techniques- and James is all like, man, I still don't know about all this stuff. Still don't know. Still unsure. We should, you know what, just to clarify, James is Logan. Yes. Just to put it in different terms. James... He's not Logan yet, but he's Logan. Just right. so you he's can put Hugh a... Jackman. Right. So Hugh a Jackman. Huge jacked man. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's like, mm, I don't know about all this, but Leif Schreiber's like, this is pretty great. Let's kill some people. These two are brothers, but they have very different outlooks on life. Sure. Finally, James is like, I got to get out of here. I'm done. I like how he fucks off mid-mission. Mid-mission. He's like... <laughs> like, we got to the goal, and he's just like, here, we have the rock. He's like, nah, dude. <sighs> See you ya. Know what? I'll find my own way home from Nigeria. <laughs> Bye. And then he called up Christian Bale, and he said, how'd you do it, man? How'd you get out of a desert place and just get to where you need to go? <laughs> and Christian Bale said, editing. They left it out. To which Hugh Jackman said, thank you. Being really rich. <laughs> Alfred picked me up. Do you have an Alfred? Makes it silly now, doesn't it? <laughs> Makes Dark Knight Rises silly, huh? Just that part. Just that huge, massive, gigantic, bat-sized plot hole. I don't know about that. Okay. He's, he's got an Alfred. Goodness. <laughs> Sir, do you need me to pick you up in the desert? <laughs> Six 
years later. Perfect. James has changed his name to Logan, is working as a logger, and living in the Canadian Rockies with his girlfriend, Kayla Silverfox, played by Lynn Collins. Perfect. Look at that. We are in a slightly different movie now, and it is okay. Yeah, no problems. Victor hunts down Bolt, one of the mutants from Team X. Will I? Uh, no, not Will I. It's uh, Dominic Monaghan. Right, Dominic yeah. Monaghan. And he's uh, he's working at a carnival, doing carnival tricks. His carnival trick is that he has just a light bulb on a <laughs> like that's hooked up in front of him, and you have to just turn the light off. If you could turn this light off, I'll give you a prize. One dollar for three tries. And I like how this lady's like, all right, she flicks the switch, doesn't work. It's like, did you really expect that to work? Could you imagine if it had? The worst <laughs> carnival game ever. <laughs> Ah, oh, shit, I didn't know you saw but the But then she, switch. like, unplugs it, then she unscrews it, and the light bulb gets all hot and blows up, and the guy and the guy's like, oh, I'm fucking off. This you is not You freak. Right. Yeah. You freak, you know how to light bulb me real good. <laughs> <laughs> and Dominic Monaghan's just like, I had a really good idea. I, I don't know. Yeah, I got your dollar. It's true. It doesn't seem lucrative. It does not. He's not going to do well. So, Victor finds him, and he's, like, at his trailer. He's like, all right, I'm here. You know what's happening now. He's like, oh. I always thought it'd be Wade that came for me. And Victor's like, Wade's already dead. And I'm like, aw, what a huge waste of Deadpool. But wait, it gets worse. <laughs> it does. It, well, it gets something else. He kills Dominic Monaghan yeah. for reasons. Because Because the movie told him to. Yep. He kills him. And then we'd go to a different scene. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that seems actually appropriate for this movie. Yeah. The lights go out, and we then we go see Stryker and Agent Zero, who have found and are approaching Logan at work. Just, you know. He head out for six years, but we got him. And they yeah, tell him. Hugh Jackman sitting there going, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Yeah. Sleep all night and, and I work, work all day. day. Put on women's clothing and hang around in bars. I don't know that part of the song. <laughs> it's the punchline. Oh. Skipped right to it. All right. There you go. For copyright reasons, mostly. I don't need John Cleese coming after me. He's a legend. He is a legend. I don't need that. Yeah. Because he'll sass me and then sue me. In that order, and then he'll sass me again after he wins. Adding insult to injury to insult. (laughs) Also, John Cleese uh, loves our podcast, listens to every episode. He's a huge, huge fan. Huge fan. We should pay him on Cameo to say that. I um, <laughs> I don't think he's on cameo. We should pay him on cameo to say that. Video, I think so. he is. Is he? I think he's one of. The, he's expensive though. I think that's fine. I can't remember if he's on there. Folks, we need you guys to sign up for Patreon.com to get John Cleese <laughs> to to forcefully support us. <laughs> yeah, we, we need him to cut a promo for us. Dance says clown, he's dance. Definitely, you tall a British listener, clown. <laughs> and he loves our show. Do a silly walk into this promo. Got him. Oh, and then he's gonna sue us. <laughs> <laughs> Sassu sass. Got it. That's the move. <laughs> so Stryker and Asian Zero find Logan and they're like, hey, someone's going around killing the team. Can you come help us? He's like, nah, bub. And that's basically that whole interaction. Yep. So he goes home and Kayla tells him a story about why the moon is lonely. Long story short, the moon's lover, Kue Kuatsu, was tricked into leaving the spirit world to pick the moon flowers. But once you leave the spirit world, you can never go back. Also, Kue Kuatsu means Wolverine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I'll give you that one. Yeah. But I also won't. Oh. Nah, I will. In fact, I'll double down. It's, it's the yeah. last line of the scene. It's like, Kuekuatsu means Wolverine. Cut! <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, so obviously, the very next day, she gets murdered by Victor. Uh, as you do. Naturally. Well, I kind of like it because Wolverine, he gets all sniffy as he's lumberjacking. I love that they're like, they just leaned into and just... Smells like the government. 
that was when Danny Houston popped up. Right. And this one, he said, like, now he's, he's just like, he like subtly smells something's wrong. And he goes looking and he finds the Wolverine head cut off because a godfather was a thing in the 70s. Right. And then he goes and he sees uh, the lady. Interesting that he knew that reference already, even though it was like just the night before. Right. But hey. <laughs> it, well, like it's interesting because of what comes later. It makes it interesting. And I wonder who left the clue at that point. Like, mm. I, I'm curious Good about call, it, actually. actually. Oh, connecting the dots. We'll get there. I see you. Do you know people hate when I say we'll get there? Do they really? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, though, because we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> we will get there, except for the times we forget to get there. We sometimes don't get there. That's Occasionally, we have not gotten there. This time, I promise we'll get there. On our Patreon episode that's coming out soon for Shawshank Redemption, there was a list of we'll get there's. I think we got there on all of them. But it was a laundry list of it's a lot wait, of yeah. Wait for it. Anticipation. Patient. We'll get there. So Logan's pretty mad that that his girlfriend is is all murdered. He screams to the heavens like he did when he was a child when he found dead dad the first right. time. He's he's got to move. Come <laughs> So he follows the smell of his of his brother. Yeah. He follows his nose like Toucan Sam to the local bar. I would imagine it smells like Philadelphia. Just a little stinky. Follow your nose. Just that's what I brotherly love, really. Oh, okay. I get the reference now. Yeah. I was very confused. I was like, I don't. It think was lighter or deep that I didn't like explain. Philadelphia. I do. I do. Just real, real shitty, real stinky, mm. real awful. It sounds like North Jersey. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Got him. So they fight in a bar, and Logan loses. I really, really like the line of how you hear outside the door. Logan yelling, Victor! And Victor asks the bartender, he's like, you got insurance on this place? And he goes, no. He goes, no. That's a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It sets it up so perfectly. Yeah. Huge fan. Very good line. So Stryker finds him again. He hasn't been gone long, I guess. And he's like, hey, I can help you beat your brother, because now I know you're mad at him. So now Logan's in. Well, even before that, there was one line that really annoyed me the first time that he met up with Stryker. How when Stryker's like, oh, they're killing our buds, our old team members that we just met and didn't care about, and now we're gone yeah. from them. And Logan gives him a look. He says, as far as I know, Victor's okay. And that was my big oh, heavy yeah. hand moment of like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Ugh. Victor's Carrying on. I forgot that happened earlier. Yeah. So it turns out Stryker eventually found the source of that meteorite, and now he has a supply of the indestructible metal adamantium. Kind of a cool way to get it, where they don't explain it at first, but we un- we know the importance of it in the yeah, lore. exactly. Logan wants his new dog tags to say Wolverine. Because of the love in his heart. Yeah, because... Yeah, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Stryker. Go ahead, get out of the way. Thank you. <laughs> Stryker and his team of scientists inject liquid hot adamantium into Logan's skeleton. In a really violent and cringy way. And he dies. I really, really like how... Stryker says, I want to make you indestructible. And in order to do that, I have to destroy you. Right. And I like how when, cool. I, when he's laying on like the, the operating table, he's got like the weird, I don't know what the they patterns are. The patterns of, of where the needles are going to go in. Yeah. And the the doctor lady is telling him like, you might want to like think of a happy thought or something or think of something that makes you angry to get you through this. And he yeah. says like, trust me, I've been through worse. She says, no, no you, you haven't. haven't. And the look on Hugh Jackman's face of like, Oh shit! Oh, what's about to happen? Yeah, it's well, like, she says something really like, good acting. She says something like, "Whatever the reason you're doing this, yeah. think of that. Hopefully, it'll get you through it." Oh god, it's really, really good, actually. Yeah, big fan again. So then he comes back to life because he's a Healy boy. Well, it would be weird if the lead of X Men Origins Wolverine died halfway through this movie. It'd be well, weird. He did, but he well, came back. If he didn't come back, 
He's died a few times now, I think, actually. Yes. Stryker reveals that his plan has always been to wipe Logan's mind and use him as a weapon. But Logan, he's got the super smell so he can hear him. Yep. Uh, from underwater. Uh, pretty sure. For what it's worth. And Frank, blind, deaf, and dumb, of course, hiding. <laughs> I love mixing up the and Alan Keller. It's my favorite clerk's reference of all time. It's great. <laughs> it's great. When Anne Frank lost her sight <laughs> in Nazi Germany. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. She also became super because she, we're doing it. Enhanced senses. We're doing the miracle. We're doing it. Oh, are we? Do we have to? We have to. Do we have to? If you guys support us on Patreon, we should look at a Kickstarter going for that, the miracle. It's going to be the most offensive thing you ever see, I think. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that movie in so That's so the miracle long. worker. That's a proper film. Oh, right. The miracle's our oh. superhero of Helen Keller. Of how she lost senses and therefore she became indestructible. Okay, we're doing it. <laughs> how she jumps down as a superhero landing naturally, with her cape, which is really just a bed sheet that she doesn't know about. Oh no, this is this is yeah. offensive. No, that's all she had. She's in Nazi Germany. She didn't know. <laughs> so wait, is this going to be a blind, deaf, and dumb Anne Frank superhero movie? Yes. Uh, I'm on board, but hesitantly. <laughs> It seems like it's in very poor taste, but also hilarious. If you guys want to read the book, you have to more touchy-feely it than read it. Oh, boy. You doubled down. Have to. You tripled down at this point. The miracle. I could <sighs> see like her enemies finding her secret plans, and they're just like, I got nothing. I got nothing. She cut off our fingertips. We can't feel this stuff. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. Deaf, blind, and brilliant. <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can workshop Death. this later. Dumb. Brilliant. You can't be dumb and brilliant. <laughs> Who plays her? That's what I want to know. Anna Kendrick. Done. Sold. <laughs> I figured that would work. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I like it a lot. She can do anything. Of course. Wait for the musical number. It's going to sound like it's out of Young Frankenstein. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Logan's got super smelling, so he overhears the thing that Stryker says. So he bursts from the cooling tank and escapes naked into civilization. Ear, nose, throat, man. They're all connected. Oh, okay. There's yeah. doctors for that. Specifically, your, your nose, throat. But yeah, he yeah. does that nonsensical thing. That's right. So Stryker has a gun that has adamantium bullets because he's like, hey, if we have to stop this guy, at least I have a backup plan. And then he sends Agent Zero off to, to catch him, but he doesn't give him those bullets for whatever reason. Right. Because <laughs> he's in, now indestructible. Yes. So send so this guy send who's the, not. Send your guy, your, to go get your him. right-hand man to go get him. Good luck. An elderly couple, Travis and Heather Hudson. See, right. Naked Wolverine run into their barn. Uh, this is actually a lovely little, I, I think, like a Martha and Jonathan Kent type situation going on here. Oh, yeah. But it's also a wink ding to Travis and Heather of Alpha Flight. Ah, okay. Canadian superheroes. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, he's in their barn naked. And then the couple, they feed and clothe him in their son's clothing. Interestingly enough, their son has a leather jacket that features really super heavy hands on it. All right, so I actually <laughs> like the the farm scene quite a bit. I think it's a it's really nice sweet. touch how you have the old man who and, and the old lady. They've clearly lost their son. Oh yeah, and they see a, a young another young man in trouble who they want to help. And I, I took it on as like since their son's gone, this is their chance to maybe help another young man or something like that. Because yeah. maybe they couldn't help their other their son that's dead now. Right. I kind of give him a little bit of a backstory. It's, it's probably, really sweet. It's probably like a war thing since that probably. was like six years ago. That makes sense. 
probably. But you see, like, the mom getting all nostalgic when she throws the jacket on him, and she's like, oh, it fits. Like, it's oh, really nice. It is really nice. It's and a very nice scene. The I old man's really got the motorcycle. Like these two. And he's like, and Logan's like, it's a 1948 motorbike dinger. And the old man's like, aren't you a little young for that? Uh, he was yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's a 68. I got a 48 right off the line. And Whatever like, it is. What? Yeah. What? You're so, younger than me, son. But I really like this scene a lot. Don't you poo poo it. I don't. Do it. I Keep your hands off it. the table. Okay. I know. I think this is a really sweet scene. Uh, they do a very good job of making these characters likable right off the bat. And then, in return for their hospitality, Logan destroys their bathroom with crappy CGI claws. Those are the worst claws I've ever seen. <laughs> it, they are horrible looking. They're so bad. They look like they're made of Play-Doh. Like an electronic Play-Doh. Electronic Play-Doh. That's, they look like that's what they used like, to make CGI, right? If they took animation out of the first toy story and just plugged it into real life yeah. here it's like that like, bad hey should we shade this or like make it match the rest of no nah, just it's like if bob it. hoskins is holding a singing sword and roger rabbit it's that <laughs> type of bad uh it would have been great if his claws started singing sinatra that would have been something so yeah in return for their hospitality logan destroys their bathroom gets them shot and killed blows up their barn and steals their motorcycle well it- he doesn't get him shot and killed. No. It's that you have- They're killed by Agent Zero. By Agent Zero, who's three hills away, real far away, and we see it wanted style with the camera going <sighs> out, because that was popular at the time. Sure was. And they just leaned in. And then you hear Agent Zero say, he just killed two civilians. We need to go get him. Yeah. And, and Stryker's like, oh, let's go blow him up. Let's see if these bombs stop him, which you know they won't. You made him indestructible as seen ago. You silly goose. Are they adamantium bombs? No. You're probably pretty fucked there, Stryker. Yeah, you, you might incapacitate him for a few minutes while he heals, but he's not dying. Nope, not even a little bit. So this whole thing leads to a motorcycle helicopter Humvee chase scene in battle, where Wolvie, he claws everything up, including the pavement, and eventually kills Agent Zero, and sends a message to Stryker that he's coming for him after he takes Don't out Victor. the cool stuff of how he jumps onto a car at a point, and he's slicing up guns and whatnot, and oh, he fires yeah. the helicopter, and he launches himself up onto the helicopter, and he cuts the and blades he cuts of the, the blades. helicopter. It's it is really cool. awesome. It's really cool. It's a fun scene. It's a very fun chase scene. It's enjoyable. So Wolverine, knowing that he really can't trust any of the former X-Team, goes to meet up with some guys from the X-Team. Yeah, as uh, as you do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he meets up with Will I Am, John Wraith, and John Wraith brings him to Fred Dukes, who is now just enormous, and I had to double check, and... Yes, this movie did come out 10 years after Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and the fat suit is somehow worse. It is not good. Oh it's my a God. bad fat suit, but we have a blob. We have a blob. A proper blob. I like it. I said bub. I like it a lot. It was nice touch. It was- it, You have all these characters that you've never really seen before yeah, coming in. in three movies. They had plenty in the first three. Absolutely. And these are the characters that just, like, you know they exist in the world. What do we have but- left? Here they are. And the Blob is one of the OG villains. Like, this is a good way to go about it. Yeah, I agree. And it gets better. Better is an interesting choice of words here. Anyway, Logan and Blob have a boxing match, and Wolverine eventually wins, and Blob tells him that Victor is working with Stryker to capture and kill mutants. Makes it a little confusing. A little confusing, but also, if he's privy to this knowledge, why is he still alive? Yeah, maybe don't be a mutant in that situation. (laughs) Only... I don't know. Maybe he tried to go after him, and it didn't work out too well, because mutants are really hard to kill, as we learned. Apparently. Bastards to get rid of. The only person who knows where the island of the hideout is, is a dude named Remy LeBeau in Nolens. Yes! I, I love that they're referencing yes! him. Yes! Let's see what they do with the character. Hopefully it doesn't suck. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't. It's awful. I disagree. Oh my god, I can't stand this. Why? I don't like do this you just, you, you just don't like Taylor Kitsch. Mostly. 
Also, I, I don't like the way they did his powers. I don't like the costumes they put him in. I, overall, I think poorly executed Gambit. But you're comparing him to the Gambit we know and love on the cartoon. Of course. We'll get there. While all this is happening, Stryker kidnaps a teenage Cyclops because instead of growing the universe and making it feel like there are stakes, we want to make the movie feel as small as possible. We're trying to bring it into a place. That place is currently unknown. <laughs> it will become known very heavy-handedly a little bit later. We're taking it somewhere. We promise. There's silly. It's silly. It gets silly. So Logan and Wraith head to New Orleans, where Logan goes to meet with Gambit. Oh, yeah. And while Wraith keeps watch outside, Gambit's like, wait a minute. You're trying to get me to bring you back to the island. I feel like you're trying to take me back to the island, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's funny because when Gambit meets Logan, he says, a, a guy who had your dog tags or dog tags like yours is the one who captured me. Right. And it, you feel the trust instantly just gone right yeah. then and there. And then he sparkle zaps him with some he doesn't cards. Spar- he launches cards at him. He launches cards at him, but they're not laser cards. They're sparkle cards. Oh, my God. You're, they're glitter cards. That's what is going to annoy you. He has His powers are glitter cards. Oh, come on. They're not glittery. It's so... Rewatch it. It's no, all No, I don't want to. Yeah. I did that. I can watch it for another 24 hours. I had to get a two-day rental <laughs> on it. I'm not happy about that. Fair. I think it's totally fine. I actually thought it was pretty badass that he was able to do the, the card slinging and throw Logan, of all people, out a wall with it. Sure. It's great. That's, I mean, yes, in theory, that on paper, that is great. In execution, I was not impressed. I loved it. All right. Well, agree to disagree That's there. That's fine. We knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Where? I didn't know it was going to be Gambit. It, that's probably going to be the big one. Is it? Unless you liked Deadpool, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Somehow, Victor has found them, because of course he has. He's got good s- smell? Yeah, he could smell them know. from... Where Where did we last see him? I don't know. No idea. Probably Canada. Now he's like... Oh! Smells like no. New Orleans. Uh, it was at Disney. Near the It's a Small World ride. Uh, there it was it is. somewhere over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after kidnapping Cyclops. He was like, all right, I think I smell him in New Orleans. <laughs> right. He went, <laughs> all right, I'm in Tomorrowland. I'll get him. I'll get him at the It's a Small World ride. <laughs> all right, cool. So we got the Cyclops kid. You're good. This, You're... Is a, this is an origin. Mr. Toad isn't here yet. Perfect. No need for that wild ride. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> all right, Striker, you got the kid with the laser eyes? I smell Cajun food near my brother. <laughs> Crawfish po' boy, and yet Wolverine. That's right. There's literally no explanation for how he found them, but he does. And uh, he kills Wraith by predicting where he's going to teleport and grabbing his spine. In a real gross way. It's brutal. It is. You see like him trying to teleport out of it, but he's holding onto his spine. Yeah, yeah, it's... Oof. And he says, looks like I've got your spine. Didn't know you had one. Ooh, like, that's, a, that's a good line. That's a good kill line. That's, if uh, there ever was one, that's whoo, a real good kill line. Um, I like the way the CGI was done in this scene. This was the only scene that's where, where all the money like, went to. When he was teleporting, I was like, yep. All 150 mil of this budget went to this scene. <laughs> it went to letting Will I Am teleport. I like that his skeleton always shows up first and then like the rest of him around it. It's really neat. I like it. It looks cool. So I know that they can do powers correctly, they just choose not to. It's an artistic choice to make them look bad. (laughs) So then Logan and Victor fight, and they're interrupted by Gambit, who shows up with his glitter staff. (sighs) Oh, boy. And that allows Victor to escape with a sample of John Wraith's blood. 
Yes, and then Gambit and Wolverine are going to fight for reasons. Yes, they're going to fight because... Because they haven't found a common ground yet. Yeah, and they're going to do a really cool thing where Wolverine is using his adamantium claws on a fire escape for longer than the fire escape should exist. This is the longest fire escape in the history of fire escapes. It's unreal how long he slashes the bottom off this thing and it doesn't move. It's not good. (laughs) I agree with you a billion percent. That part took me out. I was like, come on, guys. That's fair. Come on. So eventually they stop fighting and Gambit's like, all right, I guess you're cool. I'm going to take you in my plane to this secret island where the Striker's mutant prison lab is. Sure. I like it. And it just so happens to be Three Mile Island. They hit it in plain sight. It's pretty neat. I like that quite a bit. Even says, like, like no one's going to come near because they think that they're going to get all nuclear up and become freaks. All radiated and freaky, like Friday. I love it. And that's when Hugh Jackman and Gambit's soul switched and it became a Freaky Friday situation. Oh, I would watch that. I would. If it was a different Gambit. Hard pass. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a painful movie. I like Friday Night Lights a lot, and Taylor Kitsch, I think, is the worst part about it, and the lady swoon over him. He's uh, He's got bone structure or something. He does. I don't know. He definitely has bone structure. Yeah. He, for what he lacks in acting ability, he makes up for. <laughs> he makes up for in structure. prettiness, I guess. I don't know. So Gambit flies Logan in. The he, good thing is about this is that he's never going to star in a Disney movie that's looked at as one of the worst bombs of all time, John Carter. It's just not, which is good. It just <laughs> shows his star status. It's a good thing that he won't do that, yeah. It's a good thing they gambled on him as Gambit. <laughs> is that a play on words? It was. I liked it. I got that, that I whiskey almost, in me now. I I'm fired. choked on bourbon also, over I one. watched it. <laughs> I almost got you to Ben Carruth spit take. That's my goal. <laughs> I feel like that's your goal every episode. It should be. So Gambit flies Logan in, and he confronts Stryker. He learns that Kayla is still alive. I was surprised. Having faked her death with hydrochlorothiazide, which slowed her heart rate. Which doesn't slow heart rate. That's not the drug that does it. I, hey, man. I had to look it up. It's diuretic. Oh. You, you looked it up. <laughs> I was curious. It's like, hey, did they get this right? Also, in one Amazon one-star review, someone said the same thing. They and got went, Jimmy oh, good. right. So. I got that right. <laughs> I was surprised that she was alive. Legitimately. I was I was surprised that she was still alive. I didn't know why she was, but I was surprised. Correct. <laughs> well, her powers said that she needed to be in order to make them all horned up for a lady friend so they could keep eyes on him. It's how Stryker knew what he was up to and knew where to go. <sighs> Made him real easy to find because someone on the inside. In theory. Literally. In theory. But we'll get there. Fair enough. Now I'm curious <laughs> what you have to say. She had been keeping watch over him and manipulating him with her powers of persuasion. Is that what you call the vagina? No, she literally has. No, a, I got that also. But oh, it, I mean, it it kind of went both ways, as yeah. we're gonna hear. I, I hear that her powers of manipulation only work if she's touching you. So, like, correct? Maybe it's concentrated. So, realistically, <laughs> you have Rogue, where if you touch the person, they die. Yeah, and then if you touch Kayla here, yeah, she can tell you what to do. All right, it's a lot of a lot of touching powers in the. That's the too X-Men. many touching powers. It's a lot of touching. I'm glad they gave them to ladies because they gave them to right. men. That'd be creepy. So many issues. Yeah, but her whole. Do thing you think here, that the miracle has touching powers? I think that she exclusively, has to. exclusively touching powers. Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you think like she comes up, she's like, "I need to feel your face." I'm giving her a different accent. That's, That's a weird a, accent. Yeah. It's purposely done okay. to not offend anyone. <laughs> I feel like it might be a little late for that. Damn it. <laughs> and then, like, she feels their face. She's like, I know you now. And then their face, Ark of the Covenant, melts. Do you think it's like one of those things? Maybe. 
It's pretty sweet. That's a cool power. I don't know how it would work on somebody who knows who she is, though. It's a very good stealth move, but like, if she's going up against like an arch nemesis who's like, ah, it's the miracle. It's really hard for her to be stealthy, I'd imagine. <laughs> she probably thinks she's always being stealthy, though. Yeah, probably. I feel like it's a lot like a proper bat. Maybe she has invisibility, too. That's well, do you think she thinks she has invisibility? Like Kel Mitchell mystery oh, that's, man? That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> it only happens when no one's looking. I think we're getting dangerously close to the actual Anne Frank. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who? So anyway. Doesn't Anne Frank have the sidekick who helps her? The actual miracle worker? I like how we're not correcting it. It's my favorite part about no, this whole bit. No, why would we? <laughs> We've gotten this far. Oh, maybe she has a sidekick, Helen Keller, who has invisibility. No, what's the lady's name? I don't remember the lady's I'm, name. I'm Googling it. I almost said Annie Oakley. That can't be right. <laughs> That's definitely not right. <laughs> it's Annie Sullivan. I got close. Played by the the uh, former Mrs. Mel Brooks, Anne Bancroft. Oh, okay. We'll bring her back for that role. Sure. <laughs> Why not? She should be the mentor. And it's gonna they're going to call her Sully, and this is actually like a female blind- dumb and brilliant version of Uncharted. Oh. Now we're on to something. I, are we? <laughs> it doesn't sound like we're on to anything. It's extremely offensive. I don't think it is. I think that we're going to hire David Benioff and Skip Woods, who wrote this movie, yeah. and say, give us the <laughs> similar treatment that you gave for this, for X-Men Origins Wolverine. And they're going to go, are you sure? Why? <laughs> <laughs> we literally finished the script the day before filming ended. What are you talking about? It's not even. <laughs> Let's keep going with this movie. The yeah, so, miracle so much better, but still. Kayla's whole motivation here is to save her sister, who is part of Stryker's prison. Her name is Emma. She's got like diamond skin, but she's not Emma Frost. Don't say she is. She's not. She's not. Everybody says she's not, so. We have to believe them. Heartbroken, Logan decides to just fucking leave. Yep. He's like, all right, I don't want to kill anybody I was more. able to get home from Lagos. I'm this just, island should be no problem at all. Pennsylvania. Bummed out. I'm going to walk <laughs> away now. Isn't that where Three Mile is, Pennsylvania? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Nailed it. So Victor emerges from the shadows because he's everywhere, and he demands that the adamantium procedure from Stryker be performed on him. Right, and, and Stryker says, like, no, dude. You wouldn't survive. You are not strong enough. And Liv Shriver goes, now I'm a mad boy. Damn it. And he tries to kill Kayla for reasons. Right. And then she screams, and Logan's like, I got to go back and say this girl doesn't care about me. Right. So he does. He goes yeah, back and goes back and does it. And then he and Victor fight. Again. Round three, fight. And this time, Wolfie wins. Well, he just does a knockout punch, really, and then just walks well, away. What happens eventually. is they fight, and he gets him in the kill sh- He gets him in the kill position, and he can take off his head, and Victor's like, do it. Do it. Oh, God. Kill me. Kayla's up there saying, do it. Yeah. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, no. He doesn't give in to his animal instincts. Instead, he just knocks him out, and then- uh, Leaves him there on a pile of pallets. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I won. I won one. So then Logan and Kayla are like, hey, so I know like we have this weird history, but let's go save all these prisoners sure. together. Well, she wants to save the sister, and Logan decides. Logan's like, all right, I'm going to free all. all of them by, by doing that run down the hallway with my claws out and opening all the cages. This is the scene that said, this is produced by Hugh Jackman. Yeah. If there ever was one, can I do, this is can it. Can I do a run with the claws out with sparks everywhere? Yeah. yeah can put, I, that, put it in the script. Right. Can I have a musical number here? No? All right. I had to all test right, my okay, luck. Okay. So now Stryker's pretty panicked, and he decides it's time to unleash his newest experiment, Weapon 11. Yeah, uh, he calls him Pool of Which, the Dead ugh. Variety. Ah, Mr. Pool! 
I refuse to call him that. He's weapon 11. That's very fair. <laughs> and you want to know what? I refuse to call him a two. Wade's back, kind of. Wade is back, kind of, and this here is the issue that a lot of people have with this movie. Yes, this is. When he pops through the door, and he's not even Ryan Reynolds at this point. No. No, he's Scott Atkins now. Yeah, so that's why I don't understand why Ryan Reynolds gets all butthurt about this. Ryan Reynolds' face photoshopped on him. Right. (laughs) The mouth is all sewn shut because they finally found a way to shut him up, as Wolverine says. Right, but also because he wasn't on location to do the the shoot. Exactly. (laughs) Correct. Uh, Weapon 11. Wolverine is weapon X, weapon Yes, 10. right. Weapon 11 is a combination of all these powers that have been collected, if you will. And that's why they wanted Wolverine's powers, right. yada, yada. They wanted They're trying Wolverine's... to create the ultimate mutant killing weapon. Right. The, the ultimate mutant that kills other mutants. Correct. They have, he's got katana blades that, that come, come out, out of his, his hand, knuckles, Wolverine style. Like Wolverine. He's got John Wraith's teleportation. He's got Scott Summers' eye lasers. He's got Wolverine's healing ability. He's got it all. He's the ultimate weapon. He is. He's a fierce boy. Now, here's the thing about this ultimate weapon, is if you remove the fact that it's Deadpool. Pretty cool. It's a phenomenal villain. Absolutely. I agree. But the fact is that they threw the Deadpool label on, and therefore the fanboys lose their shit over it. Yeah. But take that away and go with Weapon 11, and you got something special here, actually. Pretty neat. It's pretty great, because this fight scene coming up is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the problem was they were like, all right, we're going to put Wade Wilson in this movie, so maybe we can do something in the future. And Ryan Reynolds was like, I'm in. I don't care how small the part is. They made the part bigger. And they're like, well, it's because Ryan Reynolds uh, was trying to, 2003 was trying to get Deadpool off the ground. Because right. he's the perfect person for it because he's a one-trick pony, and it's a great trick. It's a very good trick. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as he got attached, they're like, so do we, do we make the Deadpool part bigger? Yeah, we make that part bigger. And then they kind of shoehorned this ultimate weapon as Let me ask Deadhorn, you this. They Deadpool. said it's Deadpool. Let me ask you this. If they don't say it's Deadpool and it's just Wade Wilson, Weapon 11. I still have a problem with it being Wade gotcha. Wilson. Gotcha. I had a check. I think this ultimate weapon is incredible. It's a it's a very cool villain. I think it's great because it's the ultimate foil to two seemingly indestructible characters. Absolutely. How do you beat the villain and how does the villain beat you? You actually have stakes here. For sure. Proper stakes. For sure. And they are high. It is great. It's uh, He's going to kill all mutants like Bender. Exactly, with mutants. Wolverine sends the prisoners and Kayla to find another- That's a weird thing you just said there. (laughs) Because you just called mutants not humans. Oh, look at that. You just kind of went X2, X3 there. Interesting. Look at you. Huh. Whose side do you want? Look at you calling me out on it. I have to. Someone has to keep you in check. Does that make me more on the Magneto side of things? It might. That's not a bad place to be. We've learned that. I'm fine with it. fine with it. That's cool. Wolverine sends the prisoners and Kayla to find another exit while he fights Weapon 11. The blindfolded Scott Summers leads him to freedom through telepathic instructions he's receiving. From someone. From who knows who. who we could, know who. Who could it possibly be? I have be? no clue. I thought that was a great touch. Despite the heavy-handedness of it, I thought it was a really nice touch. Of course. Touch. Otherwise, it's just like, hey, look, we randomly found our way to this helicopter. Kayla, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Kayla is severely injured during the escape. And she's going to bullet. She's like, hey, I'm not good. You don't want to do that. I'm going to hang out while you guys escape now. <laughs> I'm going to slowly lay here and For die. Reasons. I'm going to go find another position to go into that's more dramatic than this. Yes. At the right time, I'm going to reveal that I'm dying. Right, right, right. You guys escape. <laughs> Get out of here. Don't worry about me, sis. Sis, before you go, have you seen any very good dramatic foggy positions in an open place? That I'm not Emma of- Frost. I didn't, I didn't not call you Emma Frost. <laughs> Was that basketball? I don't have yeah. a fucking ball! Basically. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Scott eventually leads the prisoners to an escape helicopter. Reggie Jackson is going to be the Miracles sidekick. I love it. 
I love it. It's going to be like an Al Bundy situation, though. If I hit three home runs in one game, what does that have to do with this? I don't know. I don't... I'm slowly losing the plot of this movie. (laughs) You have The Miracle and Mr. October. Okay. Is this going to... Are we setting up a trilogy? An expanded universe? Of course we are. Of course. And then after Mr. October sadly passes in the first movie, spoilers, you're going to get Mr. November, Derek Jeter. Okay. Because one season, must we? it went into November, yeah. and then he got the nickname Mr. November from lazy fucking Yankee fans. So lazy. Who are as equally shitty as Philadelphia fans. Oh, ho, ho. we're doubling down. Have to. You have to. I'm on board. <laughs> I knew you would be. <laughs> so are Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, by the way, producers. Just oh. want to throw that out there. Yeah. They signed oh, on. They're producing the miracle. Yep. I'm into it. Who's directing? Uh, Gavin Hood, as of now. We're mm-hmm. We're working on it. I, I know we, we're probably we, gonna pull a solo on this thing. I know we pulled Gavin go right. as far as he could go, and then we're just gonna replace him later on. We're like, the hey, Raimi, <laughs> <laughs> we got it all planned out. <laughs> this has been pre-production that you've heard. This is the making of the making the of miracle. The miracle. Scott eventually leads the prisoners to an escape helicopter piloted by who else? Sir Patrick Fucking Stewart, Professor Charles Xavier. In the creepiest CGI de-aging oh, ever seen. Oh, man. This was not done by Lola FX. I did not care for this at all. Oh, boy. I didn't know that Patrick Stewart was Asian. And plastic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They it's have brutal. They have serious issues with the CGI in this movie. It's not good. It's like, maybe just hit the, the render button one more time. Like, office space, enhance. 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 Just tap that render button one more time. Come back the next day. It'll be done. Is that not Super Troopers? That's what it is. What's Office Space? That's a movie about uh, an office. I confuse them all the time. Yeah. The other one's about cops. Ah, that's where it got me. Yep. That, once you get the syrup in those boys, they start confusing movies. It becomes an office space. (laughs) Wolverine and Weapon 11 continue to fight, now atop the nuclear power plant cooling tower. And frankly, Wade is kicking Logan's ass. Logan needs some help. Yeah. He's going to get some help. He's about to be beheaded when Victor shows up to save his brother. And I like how they have to fight together. They get back to back. They get back to back, and, which is really And Wade really is cool doing touch. this whole teleporty fighting thing. Yeah. These two don't stand a fucking chance. No, no. It is awesome. It is really cool. With the teleporting and the kicking, he's he's beating up two very invulnerable people at the same time. Right. Uh, two characters that have been established as being OP. Yeah. And then you have Wade beating the shit out of both of them. Just- Absolutely wrecking house. The ultimate weapon. And then at some point, the tides turn. Yeah, unsure where. He starts getting all lasery-eyed. And and, uh, very The Boys style. That's true. It is very The Boys style. It's also very uh, Scott Summer style. It is. On account of it being his power. Did not have his Oakley's sponsorship yet. Interesting that he's had the power for a little bit and is already way better at using it than Scott Summers. Scott Summers very angsty. I don't know if you've seen the first three X-Men movies. Fair. I can only imagine a teenage version of that. Probably Brutal. the blindfold him to get him out of the f- prison. They do. They do that. They do that. So I guess when he's getting all lasery eyed. Yeah, there it is. There there it is. It's gonna be like Liberty Science Center, right outside of New York, the touch tunnel, as they called it, where you had to crawl through a tunnel and you had to feel your way through and it's completely dark inside. Sounds awful. It wasn't. It was actually training for the miracle. Oh. That's what we used on set. Got when, it. When we made the miracle. Oh, this movie's already made. Yeah. We moved on to- I thought it was part of the pre-production uh, phase. You were. Oh, I appreciate okay. that. But this movie's too damn long at an hour 47. I was <laughs> going to say- We had time to make this it. This episode has taken a lot of recording sessions. We finished the miracle. We are months into this one. We we actually started recording this somewhere on episode 12. I think we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That but, you can tell because the intro's like, "Hello, citizens." You don't go back and listen <laughs> to that. It's weird and different. I accidentally listened to the beginning of episode one earlier this week, and you I was could like, do it. I was surprised, but uh, was we like, we were younger and different. Where's then. the energy? This is an NPR podcast about superheroes. <laughs> Who wants to listen to that crap? So while Wade's getting all laser-eyed, Wolverine decapitates him. It's um, you know, climactic as fuck. No, it's not. It's not. All. It's not at all. He's just like snicked. I like it. I don't like it. This was a little anticlimactic. Fine. So now Weapon Eleven's body and head, still firing lasers, fall to the bottom of the cooling tower, spinning around, just busting the whole thing up. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, "Thanks for the help, Vic. But you're still dead to me." And Victor's like, "We're brothers. We'll never be finished." And then he runs off. Yep. They're finished. They're finished for now. For uh, until he turns into Tyler Main. Of course, that transformation that is inevitable. <laughs> unfortunately, it's get unfortunately, smaller and uglier. Someday we all turn into Tyler Maine. Become the monster. <laughs> Gambit comes back to rescue Logan, but Logan's like, "Nah, go make sure the prisoners got out. I gotta save Kayla, who never loved me, and she has, <laughs> she has clung to life just to tell him that no, I really did love you the whole time, <laughs> despite the betrayal and all that." And then he attempts to pick her up and bring her to get help. Oh, boy. And then out of nowhere, Stryker shows up with his adamantium gun and shoots Wolverine in the back. Now. And that, that makes Wolverine mad. It made him real mad, and it's also adamantium, and it should stop him in his tracks. In theory. Uh, in theory. Yeah. And then Wolverine does a real dramatic jump and gets shot right in the dome. Yeah, yeah. He drops, and, uh, his, his, he drops his beloved, turns around and attacks Stryker, gets shot in the forehead, and then uh, as he's lying there on the ground... Striker gives him the old zombie land rule too. Double tap. I do appreciate that. It's pretty good. It's important. And then he goes over to kill Kayla. She grabs she grabs his leg, even though he's very aware of what her powers are. She he let he gets close enough with a gun. Yeah. So she can yeah. grab his leg and say, No, throw the pistol away, and then walk away until your feet bleed. And then she dies. Again. Again. <laughs> and Striker walks away until his feet bleed. Yeah. In I guess. I guess so. <laughs> um Logan's lying there all unconscious like. Gambit comes back and he finds him there and he's like, um, what's going on here? Because he's coming back to- And- He's, he's regaining consciousness from yep, being shot in the head. And here is the Logan that I fucking despise. Yeah, because the damage- Who am I? The damage to his brain, and despite his healing ability- Where am I? He's lost all of his memories. Why does everything smell? <laughs> he sees Kayla's body, but he has no idea who she is. Look, a dead broad. What'd you do? <laughs> Did you fuck it? And did it die? Why, why are you going Pete Holmes Batman with it? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Batman. So Logan <laughs> Logan declines Gambit's rescue and goes out on his own. The only thing he knows about himself is what's written on his dog tags. And here we are. And that that's um that's almost the movie. It's almost the movie. Then we get a mid credit scene where Stryker's walking down the road with his shoes bloodied. And he's apprehended by military police for questioning about the death of General Munson. The throwaway scene from before that, that he, we wasted time assembling a film crew to do an on-location shoot with extras, with props, with a vehicle. Production-wise, this pisses me the fuck off because it's not cheap to do. This is useless in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got to let you know that the striker isn't going to get in trouble, maybe. Don't care. We know in X2 that he I doesn't. I don't care. Then you got a post credit scene. Yes. Where you get uh, rubble shifting. In the and, rubble of the power plant. And then you get an arm that uh, it grabs the head and his eyes open. His eyes open and his mouth is no longer stitched shut. And he breaks the fourth wall and he shushes the audience. I love it. It's 
pretty good. I liked it's that quite a bit. Pretty good, and it's the most Deadpool thing we see the whole movie. It's not we, everything before at the beginning is the most Deadpool thing we see, where he's all quippy. I mean, he's breaking the fourth wall here. That's actually fair. So you're right. That is X Men Origins Wolverine from 2009. It. That's the movie directed by the Gavin Hood. There's a lot of fucked up things that happen in this there's, movie. There's a lot of bad, but there's, Overall, there's some good in there. I like this movie. I sincerely mean that when I say I like this movie. This movie, I feel like if you disconnect enough, I, okay, then it's fair. actually really enjoyable. Tell you the truth, this is going to annoy a lot of people. This thing plays out like a diehard movie where you have your kind of Ugh. silly, ridiculous action sequences that oh, make no sense. Gotcha. But you're able to disconnect enough from it going like, oh, that's You're fun. talking like a later diehard movie. I am. Not like one of the original three. Uh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but even the original three, because you have people coming back to life. Out of nowhere. That's insane. In Die Hard, by the way. Who comes back to... Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> is This plays out in kind of the silly action sequence sort of way where the characters don't really matter. Right. It's Even... really... And, <laughs> and there's actually an Ebert line. I didn't find it in his review, weird enough, but there's an Ebert line of, how am I supposed to care about a character who's indestructible? How am I supposed to care about right. like a person we can't kill? It doesn't make sense. Well, we introduce a bunch of other characters who can kill him. But can they? <laughs> we learn they can't. And I think that might be the fatal flaw of this movie until you start thinking about the lore behind it. You start thinking about the mythology and what came before. This is supposed to be an Origins movie. Yes. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. Are there some things that are a little fucky about this movie? Oh, for sure. Go ahead. What do you think? Um, the whole... I agree. I just want you to kick it off. Oh, there's a lot, there's a lot wrong with the movie uh, outside of just CGI and dialogue. Get over it. The dialogue, it, there's some actually really, really good Some of the stuff is good, but a lot of it's not. I agree. But story-wise, I think I have problems with him going to Team X members after finding out that- That they're the baddies. That they're the baddies. Yep. I have problems with Kayla being, being against him the whole time. Uh, and being killed I, off to be brought back to be killed off again. Right. I don't care for the second kill off. There's, I don't know. There's the first kill off. I appreciate because it gave him a reason. Yeah, they fridged her. Yeah, and they did fridge her twice. But even Stryker says <laughs> that Wolverine's like, I know with your family, like your best motivation is revenge. So obviously, it's wink ding to the story of this movie. Yeah. Of she's probably not dead, but it works. It's effective. Yeah. It's one of the few effective things in this movie. Until it's not when they kill her off again the second time. Right. It's like they try to bring back the emotion that he's already lost and then take it away again. Right. Which is like, come on. I agree with you there. Doubling down. I don't care for the Deadpool. No. You, but if you don't look at him as Deadpool, you, you don't just look, look at him as, as Deadpool, Wade Wilson. He's fine. He's I think I, he's beyond fine. I don't I don't think looking at him as Wade Wilson is fine either. I think he That's, needs to okay. be his own thing. That's fine. Weapon eleven. It, as as it's his own thing, his own big bad, I think he's great. Let's say they just said that in the beginning you see Ryan Reynolds and let's say his name is is John Smith. Doesn't matter. Billy John Bob Dill. Thornton. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> oh Billy Bob here. And then later on it is Weapon Eleven. Perfect. Okay. That's totally fine. Because it is a great, yeah. great villain to have at the end of this thing. Oh, absolutely. It, it creates stakes. It's somebody who can actually beat him. Right, right. I think the thing I like most about this movie, though, is Wolverine. And that- What? Yeah. Who are you? I know. And that's the <laughs> thing that blew my mind the most. My biggest issue is, I smell really good. Who am I? That that garbage is gone. Yeah. Well, he can still smell good. He smells really good. But- But the thing that I like about this Wolverine is that- he has a purpose. Yeah. He never has a purpose in the original trilogy. He has a purpose, and he has an internal conflict. His purpose in the beginning is, it's barely who am I throughout the whole thing. It's yeah, like it's an overlapping like... arc. It's, 
how do I get in that Jean Grey? Like, that's his purpose that for is, the most part. Right. His entire motivation for the first How do I fuck is, over the guy with the Oakleys and get in that Jean Grey? <laughs> it's... Him in the original trilogy is a useless character, it also which makes, makes it a miracle that Hugh Jackman got brought back and miracle. is looked at as, I know it keeps coming back, is um, that he keeps coming back as this character he's known for. Is Wolverine is stupid in that trilogy. He's not great in the first three movies. In this one, it's actually pretty good. Hugh I, Jackman is good in this movie. I agree. And that he actually has a purpose of, you get to understand who the Logan character is, of it's more of a revenge-driven plot, and you actually get to understand the character of yeah. not the, who am I? I? need to find out who I am. It doesn't matter here. And that is awesome. Yeah. This is actually a real character for the first time ever. And that's why I like this Wolverine a lot. <laughs> and the fact is, is that with the X-Men, We've always complained about the X-Men as it being powered by convenience. Mm -hmm. How Storm forgets that she could control the weather every other second, and she could solve so many problems so quickly. Jean Grey could do the same thing, too. She's Omega level. Mm. In this, these are beat-em-up characters. But they're invincible ones. Which is the most nonsense thing. But these are all beat-em-up characters, which I like. I like the choice. How you have Wolverine, you have Sabretooth, you have the Blob. Yeah. You have... Will I am. You have Gambit. These are characters who actually fight. Yeah. They're not characters who can manipulate. They're not garbage. standing back and doing things with their hands. Like exactly. I yeah. think this is the best X Men movie that we've watched so far. I'm inclined to agree with that. And you threw up in your mouth. I watched it happen. Yeah. It was not easy to say, but I think you're right. And people look at this as one of the worst X Men movies. Period. The worst. They consider this the worst. And I don't. It's, yeah. It's I, I don't because... usually say this. You guys are wrong. It's all because of what they did to Deadpool. Yeah, I that's, agree with you there a hundred percent. That's everybody's problem. And the crazy movie part is, is in two thousand nine, pre proper Deadpool, people hated that Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> and I get it. I totally I understand get it. it. But the thing I also that annoys me about the Deadpool in this, I think Ryan Reynolds might be King Troll. He leans into oh, he totally does into the hate that Deadpool and Green Lantern get, and Green Lantern is not terrible. It's not a good movie. What? He said it. It's been a bit for a long time. How do you not know? It's not a good movie, but it's not terrible. There's a lot right with that movie. I don't know that you've ever said that it's not a good movie. You, no, you, you haven't. This movie's, this movie's opening me up to new things. There it is. It's not a good movie, but there's a lot right about that movie. There's a lot of really, really good things that follows the proper Green Lantern lore. Absolutely. This here might not be the true origin for Wolverine, but there's a lot of different origins for Wolverine. This is just yeah, another I, one. As and far the fact as... is, is that Ryan Reynolds leans into it because it's cool. Because Ryan Reynolds is cool. Well, that's the thing. I think it's a proper Wolverine origin story, and I think everything surrounding the actual origin is what people have a problem with. And because of fan backlash, the people who are in the movie have to then backtrack and say, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't like it either. Because even Hugh Jackman has said, yeah, it's not exactly what we wanted to Hugh do. Hugh Jackman's the producer on this thing. It's exactly it's what he exactly wanted to do. exactly what he wanted to do. And, and I think it's a great version of his character, if not one of the best. It's definitely the best it's we've the seen best so far. the best we've seen so far by a long shot. This so is far, a very is good Wolverine. But I yeah, think it's... that it's one of those things where the troll culture got a hold of this thing, and King Troll Ryan Reynolds got a hold of this thing, and leaned in really hard, and Ryan Reynolds pokes fun at his past self, oh, more yeah. than anything, Big time. in Deadpool 2016. So now the whole post-2016 crowd that likes Deadpool is going to hate this even more, even though I don't think a lot of these people have watched it. You know what? I had a very negative opinion of this movie before I watched it. And when you and... watched it. And then when I watched it, I was like, it's totally fine. Oh, that wasn't that bad at all. No. I think it's completely watchable. There are some watchable. things that were, that were very wrong, but overall, very watchable movie. Is it a good movie? 
I don't know if I'd call it a good movie. I'm not there. Did I like it? I did. Yeah. I did like it. There was no point it was in watching enjoyable. it where I didn't enjoy my time. Exactly. The thing is, that also bothers me is that we Unlike live in- X3. Right. Uh, we live in a world of extremes. Oh, absolutely. Where if you don't like it, you hate, it. If, you, hate if you, it. if you don't hate it, it means you, it's the greatest thing that's ever been made, apparently. Things yeah. can live in the middle. This is very solidly in the middle. I think this is slightly higher than the middle. Yeah. Not much. And that's okay. Yeah. That's more than okay. Yeah. Let's find out how okay it is. Rotten Tomatoes 1 to 100, go ahead. 50. No, 37. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stop you. It is 58% audience score, though. Oh, okay. Roger Ebert gave this thing two out of four stars in one of the most confusing reviews I've ever read by him. Okay. He goes on to say it's a monosyllabic superhero who wouldn't pass the Turing test. <laughs> the Turing test, of course, being the test of human or robot. Right. That. Of course, bub. Two out of four. Let's not forget it. He says that X-Men Origins Wolverine finally answers the burning question left hanging after all three previous Wolverine movies, in quotes, haha, <laughs> of the origins of Logan, whose knuckles conceal long and wicked blades. He's about 175 years old. He apparently stopped changing when he reached Hugh Jackman's age, and neither <laughs> he nor we find out how he developed such an interesting mutation. Not wrong, but, we, but it's, it's a, a mutation. mutation. Yeah. So you don't need to know the origin of mutation. You're, you're born with it. It's a genetic mutation. Right. It's a Maybelline. Maybe she's born. Maybe it's mutation. Exactly. Maybe it's an X-Man. <laughs> he says, oh, the film is well made. Disagree. Nah. Gavin Hood, the director, made some great films. He said that about Spawn. He said, fat chance Wolverine fans are going to seek out the two movies that he named, which were Totsi and Rendition. Mm -hmm. Why does a gifted director make a film none of his earlier admirers would much want to see? That's how you get to be a success in Hollywood. Yeah. When you make a big box office hit for mostly fanboys, you've hit the big time. Look at Justin Lin with Fast and Furious. <laughs> okay. I don't know that this was made for fanboys, though. I don't think it was. I think this was made for If it was made for fanboys, they would have been much more... Oh, the fanboys are very angry yeah. <laughs> about this one. He goes on to say, such films are assemblies of events. There is little dialogue except for the snarling of threats, vows, and laments, and the recitation of essential plot points. Nothing here Fair. about human nature. I don't know about I that. I disagree with I that because like his whole thing is don't become the animal. Exactly. He's got a huge internal struggle between animal and humanity. Exactly. Ebert goes on to say no personalities beyond those hauled in via typecasting. No lessons to learn. No joy to be experienced. Just mayhem noise and pretty pictures. Who was typecast in this? The guy who cast himself as the role of the thing he's producing that he's been three times already. I'm assuming. Oh, they typecast the guy who's the guy, playing the same character. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> he says, I have been powerfully impressed by film versions of Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, Iron Man, and the Iron Giant. I wouldn't even walk across the street to meet Wolverine. Neither would I. He looks like he doesn't want to. He's not a friendly man. No, he's not friendly. But wait, Ebert says. Oh? Doesn't X-Men Origins at least provide a learning experience for Logan about the origins of Wolverine? Hollow laugh, he wrote. <laughs> Hollow laugh. Because we know that the modern Wolverine has a form of amnesia, it cannot be a spoiler for me to reveal that at the end of X-Men Origins Wolverine, he forgets everything that has happened in the film. Lucky man. Two out of four stars. <laughs> okay, that's a confusing review. Yes! Do you like it, Ebert? Do you not? Seems like he's very middle of the road on it. Yes! <laughs> I agree! Hey, that's where this movie belongs. How about that? How about it? Speaking of mutants! <laughs> the Mutants on Amazon.com. <laughs> See what you did there. They gave this movie a 4.6 out of 5, 2,700 reviews. That's surprising. 77% are five star, only 2% one star. That's low. From June 20th, 2014, 
I really didn't like this movie. There wasn't a good story to it. The most interesting part was how special effects had the brother run like the canine species. That was humorous. <laughs> the best part was how he runs. The, the special effects had him run like the canine species. Yes. Which Saber-tooth species is that? Tiger. What canine? The, the cat species there. That's right. Yeah. The feline species. F- feline canine. Um... Oh, dear. Deer also run that way. That's with on four, uh, on four, on four, on the force, <laughs> on the four of the legs. Ah, uh, they they did that with CGI. Did you know that? I I couldn't believe it. They were like, "Hey, no, no, you you get down, you silly." <laughs> Leave. What are you doing? Get get off of that Liv, harness. I'm gonna need you to not run like a saber tooth so much, but more as a canine species. Yeah. Could could you do me a favor? No, we're just gonna do it in post. <laughs> We're just going to see you running that way. Okay. Right, we got it. Don't worry. Yeah. We got Lola or ILM. We don't know. Whichever one we could afford. Hydraulics. Either. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is how you lift a car. That's not how you make claws. No, it's with an on X screen. at the end. Oh, so it's extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. From July 24th, 2017. This movie was a complete waste of 30 minutes of my life. Despite hiring a fantastic cast, the director managed to constrain Jackman's and Stewart's performances to weak dribble that relied on bathroom humor and a lost daughter to try and make up for the lack of a script. I am truly embarrassed for these actors. I'm so confused about what this person was. Literally none of that happened. In the movie, there was no lost daughter and no there was no Patrick Stewart until the end. They must be reviewing Logan, actually. It's possible. But still, they only watched half an hour of it. So, What year did Logan come out? It was after 2017, wasn't it? It was, it was 2018. Or was it 2016? It was 2017. Oh. Well, there you go. It's possible they're reviewing Logan. Sounds like Logan. But, but still. That means they didn't like Logan? They didn't like Logan, <laughs> and they were so upset they had to write a review on X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, there you have it. Because from the half hour they saw, they only knew. Wolverine's in this. That's it. It's got to be the same thing. (laughs) Dribble. (laughs) From April 26, 2016, this review is titled, This is the third worst superhero movie ever made. Okay. Okay. We're ranking them. I like it. Thanks, Micah. This is the third worst superhero ever made. Obviously, numbers one and two are Spider-Man 3 and X-Men 3. Order dependent on what comic I'm in the middle of at that time. Oh, boy. I will say that I would have given it two stars until they sewed Deadpool's mouth shut and made the most ridiculous looking blades come out of his arms. Oh, and him getting his head chopped off in half? Definitely would not have killed Deadpool. He would have grown it back. Well, uh. It didn't. If you, if you watch the post credit scene, he's yep. still alive. Yep. How about <sighs> that? This guy, depending on what comic I'm in the middle now, of. Let me ask you this, Brian. What comic in the, I'm in the middle of Batman right now. Goddamn Spider-Man 3. I'm oh, in the middle of Batman. I'm in the middle of Batman. So Spider-Man 3 is the worst now. Oh, what, you, what else are you in? I'm reading Ice Cream Man. God, man. X-Men 3 oh. is the worst because of Ice Cream Man. Oh, that's right. There's only one thing that exists in these folks' minds. I forgot. I forgot. I don't want to use Brian's name because this is so negative. Right. But it's very pretentious. Yes. <laughs> it's very pretentious. Yes, it is. From December 12th, 2016, this is a running theme at this point. This movie is a complete insult to the Merc with the Mouth Deadpool. At least Deadpool 2016 was awesome. Hmm. Interesting. How about that? How about that? That's some that's some confirmation right there, huh? Yeah. You want further confirmation? Let's do it. From November 30th, 2016, title, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Review, X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> they nailed <laughs> it. Further confirmation. Nailed it. Got it. You can tell that they're doubling One down. One star. One <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine. X-Men Origins Wolverine. 
Oh. Were they going to try to make other X-Men Origins movies? Uh, yes, Magneto was actually going to be the next one up, and then this one did so poorly that they were like, nope, scrap that, let's add it to first class. All right, fair enough. Yeah, uh, X-Men Origins Magneto was written by Sheldon Turner and directed by David Goyer. Oh, was supposed okay. to be. <laughs> Interesting. And then they were like, nope. Pass, hard pass. Nope, let's, right. let's retool that. From March 25th, 2012, there were tons of horrible things about this film, but only one really angered me. In the very begging of the movie, yep. a subtitle came up to reveal the year being 1970. The Charter Logan is 10 years old. A few minutes later, in the movie's montage, a clip is show of Logan as an adult fighting in the Civil War. The Civil War ended in 1963. It is impossible for <laughs> Logan to fight in a war that already ended. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what year did they say the Civil War ended? Uh, 1963. You know, that checks out. <laughs> This person is very smart and educated, and you should listen to their opinions. Uh, you're right. Uh, you remember the, the Civil War of 1963? I do. It was brutal. Oh, it bro- ended in 1963. Brother versus brother. That's what it was. Logan versus Victor. <laughs> That's what they're talking about? Wow. Whoops. <laughs> the last one I have is from March 17th, 2014. Ryan Reynolds has no business playing Deadpool. Ridiculous (laughs) casting mistake, and apparently one they're going to repeat in the Deadpool movie. What? I throw up every time I think of it. Affleck would be a better Deadpool than Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds was a mediocre Green Lantern, for God's sake. Why tap him for Deadpool when there's so many better choices? Anyway, Ryan Reynolds' sucky performance was enough to rate this movie more than a steaming turd from me. That's all it's worth. <laughs> uh, everybody knows Ryan Reynolds' terrible choice for Deadpool. Just awful. Ben Affleck would have been so much better. So much better. I wonder if this person went on to review Deadpool. I'm not going to go look it up. That's fair. I don't I... have the time in my life that's worth it. That is... Wow. Holy crap. Wow. I, I want them to go back and look at this. And hey, just remember what you said. Oh man, I want this on their fucking tombstone when they die. Ben I, Affleck would be a better Deadpool. Man, <laughs> unless they doubled down as like a troll thing, and they're like, I think Ryan Rose would have been a better Batman than uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, maybe lean in just a little mm. bit at that point to you know save a little face. I guess. I guess if that's if that's what you need to do. You want to ruin our faces and give this thing a super tough score? Yeah, let's do that. But first. This is an actual IMDb trivia fact. When Logan slash Wolverine escapes from the lab after obtaining his adamantium claws, he escapes by clawing through a wall. The shape in which he claws through the wall is in the form of an X. This is foreshadowing him joining the X-Men. Can't believe I had a Favreau, an actual IMDb trivia fact. Yeah. I got a backup one. Please, hit me. Am I going to, am my knuckles going to hurt? Maybe. Oh, damn it. Throughout the movie, Logan wears a brown and yellow motorcycle jacket. In the comics, Wolverine wore a brown and yellow costume. Neat. All right. Great. Those were both actual IMDb (laughs) trivia facts. Lovely. Please. Super stuff score. Thanks. Let's do it. Story and motivation. It's a revenge story. Yeah. He's trying to get back at his uh, his people who killed his ex-love. Seeking vengeance for his not dead love. Sure, it gets a little fucky towards the end. Doesn't change the fact that it's an okay story throughout. He's also got his internal uh, struggle between animal and human. And I'm going to go point five. I, I think, think that's, that's a max on that's this one. Proper. It could be a lot worse. Could be a lot better. Agreed. Hero. I like him. I like him too. Yeah. From the moment where he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you about all this war stuff we're doing. 
to, right up to, who am I? Yeah, he, he does save the day. Yep. Which I like. Yep, that's important. Bah, I don't like how he does the whole, Team X is bad. Let's go to Team X. I'm going to go 0.75. Okay. I don't feel good about giving it a one. I agree. Even I... though I, this is my favorite Wolverine so far. Yeah, but he's still a Wolverine. He's still a Wolverine. Let's not forget <laughs> it. Villains. You got Striker. It's you got Sabretooth. Striker. You got Deadpool. Sabretooth is really an agent of Striker. And, and so is. So, okay. So Striker. I don't know Striker's 11. plan. He wants to create a monster man. And then he wants to then get his powers, kill all mutants, but also cure his son. But they barely talk about his son. They mention him, and that's something. Yeah, but uh, he's not great. I'm gonna go 0.25. He had yeah. a plan. It just was very poorly executed. Not great. The other two are just henchy. Yeah, I don't think which it's... is which is unfortunate because they're bigger characters in the movie. Yeah, I don't think it's a zero because it gave the character the the hero motivation to hunt him down, which is good. Oh yeah, so absolutely. it's definitely and something. He turned brother versus brother, which is right. something to be said about that, I guess. Especially when they've been brother, brother for a hundred years. Like, yeah. that says something. Yeah. Parents. Ha! <laughs> this is complicated. So. He's got two dead dads. Yeah, but no dead moms that we know of. I mean, eventually she had to die. You're right, but not on screen. That's on important. A, on account of the 1800s. Right. So, we see two dead dads up front. Yes. We see an Uncle Ben type dead In dad. The first of scene. Of a guardian, and we see and a proper dead dad. A, a killed my real dad moment. But we don't know the mom situation. We nope. assume what the mom situation is. Right. So let's go 0.5. Okay. Because I'm going to give the two dead dads something here. Well, at least one dead dad gets you a 0.5. You're right. So but probably all... a 0.75? Play the Uncle Ben card? Just round Amazing Spider-Man? Because... How we did have to do that with Amazing Spider-Man. We had to round up. Yeah, because the guy that raised him was dead first, and right. then he killed his real dad, and as he was uh, dying, Let's go 0.75. I guess that's... That's kind of weird, but all right. It is Here unprecedented. We are. Female characters. No, thank you. This is zero. Hard pass. This is a zero. zero. We, we've got... Not Emma Frost. Two? Yeah, yep. and then dead girl who is and, really and just- Heather Hudson, who they... gets shot in the back of the head Correct. while she's delivering breakfast. It's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. And yeah, they, they kill off Kayla twice. They legit fridge her in the first half of yep. the movie. Uh, let's go zero. That's a zero. Setting. Canada? Australia, New Zealand? Africa? <laughs> and then New Orleans? It's not any of those Pennsylvania? places. Pennsylvania? They it's... did actually shoot New Orleans. That's fine. For that one scene. But uh, I think the Canada part is the most believable just because it's woods. That's how I think of Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go still probably a zero. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I don't think this does really anything for the there's setting. A lot of, there's a lot of, like, how did they get here? Why are they here? Exactly. Where am I actually? Yeah. Where am I? Where am Who I? Who am I? Style and tone. I don't like it, but I don't think it's a zero. It's it's a dark movie. It's a more adult movie than yeah. we've seen in the X-Men. It was originally written as an R rating, and then Hugh Jackman was like, no, come on, let's lower it. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to only go like a .25. I and, think that's fair. And I think that's generous. I, I think you're right, especially with the way the CGI looks. The CGI is really, really bad, <laughs> and it will take you out tone-wise, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to stand at .25. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's exactly where it needs to be. Music. I have no clue. Harry Gregson Williams. You're kidding me. Yeah. We've talked about Rupert a few times, but this is his brother. Yeah. Who has a much more prolific yeah, career <laughs> as far as he's not just doing Adam Sandler movies and the new DC movies. Correct. The music is not bad. It's not bad, but it's it's not even appropriate because it does, there's nothing that stands out to me. Um, The opening sequence with the montage of the wars, I was like, I loved this it. This music I did is love it then. phenomenal. I'm going to give it a 0.25 for that alone. For that. I but think it's a 0.5. Personally. Sold. Done. It's a Gregson fucking Williams. It's a Gregson Williams. It's a, it's a fucking Gregson Williams. One-liners. I like the whole bunch. There's a few in here. There's a lot in here. Tell me some, Dave. 
It's usually you playing this card on me. It is. I like the line of, you got insurance on this place? It's pretty good. That's a mistake. That's so good. Uh, I like the line that the old man has where he says, you look like someone who's fixing to do something bad. That is, that's- That's I, a really, and then right after- one-liner? It is, because right after that even, how Logan's like, nah, that's not me. And he says, you know what they say about people who are going looking for the blood? They find, find it. it. Oh, shit. I quartered it with you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, Wolverine doesn't really have many one-liners in this thing. Bub. It's everyone no. else around him that does. He only says Bub does. once. That's fine with me. It's and an Blob thinks he says Blob. I know, which is actually kind of funny. Which, you know, you would think he would stop using the word Bub, but he doubles down. He, well, I guess he forgets. He, he f- forever triples down. He forgets that, he, that, that one time he said it, it turned out bad for him. Exactly. There's a line earlier in this movie also where Kayla says, you have a gift. And I really like how Wolverine says, you can't return a gift. And I think that put the whole character into a weird sort of perspective for the me. The thing is, I feel like you just misquoted it, which makes me feel like... Oh, you can return a gift. Yeah. I did misquote it. And I wrote it, which is even more fucky. <laughs> but I really like that a lot. It does give you a glimpse into his, his psyche. How he doesn't want this. Yeah. We didn't even mention he's got the bone hands. He's got he's got, he's bone, got bone claws. Right up until he gets the bone claws ready. All right. All right, I see what you did there. Yeah, that yeah. was in the movie. As we all know. <laughs> nope. He does up until he gets the, the adamant. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna go point five for one liners. Okay. I uh, there's a lot of really good ones in here. They're memorable ish. They're more memorable than some of the shit Brian comes up with sometimes, but they're memorable ish. I suppose. I've only seen the movie once, so I don't know what really is gonna stick. Right. Impact on the genre. It's a first of a trilogy. It got it's, two more movies. It's not a proper trilogy, though. But it's sort of, it, it was designed to be a trilogy, because the next movie out is The Wolverine, and then we all know mm. what the last one is. Honestly, and the last no, though. one, No, it's not the same trilogy, because they immediately retcon this movie with Days of Future Past. That's right. They completely erase everything but that happens in thing. this movie. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about this, is that you do have X-Men Origins Wolverine, that you do have The Wolverine. Yep. You learn that you could do standalone Wolverine movies, and they still make money because this movie made money. Oh yeah, it did. This was a hundred fifty million dollar budget, and it did three hundred seventy three million worldwide. Yeah, and it would have done more, except <laughs> a little problem of, <laughs> of piracy occurred, yeah. where a week, a month, a week before whatever it was, month uh, before the movie debuted, it got leaked on the internet, and they said about fifty million people got the movie. By the time the movie were released, it had already been downloaded 4.5 million times. So when you look at it, you got 4.5 times, what are you thinking, movie ticket? In 2009? Yeah. Eight bucks? You're looking at about 36 million. Okay. That's significant. That is significant. Mostly because this movie, I mean, this did 85 million opening weekend. I mean, that puts it up over 400 million. It does. That's significant. I have a feeling that after the leak happened, they were like, don't even worry about the CGI. Just leave it. Well, not even that. Is that there was uh, a critic. I don't remember which one, and I'm not going to look at uh, it now. Somebody from Fox. Fox got fired because he ended up reviewing the leak well yeah. before the release. It's like, motherfucker, don't you know what embargoes are? Also, this are you is stupid? A Fox movie, you dumbass. You're right. I didn't even put that part together. People are You dumb. don't think your parent company is going to fire you for reviewing a leak? Unbelievable. And also telling people how accessible it is? Yeah. Not great. For impact, I do think that it matters that Logan came after this, where you can learn that you could do a standalone Wolverine. I, I think barely. I think it's got to count for something. And Wolverine is looked at as one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. It's considered a very good one, yes. I just don't know how much this influenced that. I feel like- Oh, it's got to be something. 
Does it? Yeah. It's a standalone Wolverine. It's a standalone Wolverine, but they also, I mean. Tie it in. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 0. 0.5. How about that? I kind of want to go 0. 0.25 on account of the immediate retcon. Immediate retcon's going to lower it. 0. 0.25. 0. 0.25 it is. And that is going to give X-Men Origins Wolverine a total score of 3.75. Nailed it. Yeah. I, that's, I think we absolutely bingo. nailed it. Is it a good movie? <laughs> it's fine. It's Do we fine. like it? Yeah, kind it's of. It's enjoyable. Kind of. If you can forget certain things about it, it is a very enjoyable movie. Perfect. I like it. Watch it as its own thing. Don't go in with your own expectations. Yeah. Watch its own thing. Get over the Deadpool thing. Just this re- is not just the same Deadpool. That we know that. Deadpool is going to be totally fixed in the next movie. So right. Like, Whereas this is just a really cool film. last henchman that they have to yeah. face. It's very cool. I agree. Speaking of very cool, what are we watching next week? Next week. We've been kind of dark here for a while. We've been way too dark. It's been very dark it's over been like here 10 in the weeks fortress. Of darkness. Just oh, between Spawn and I said don't mention fucking Spawn sorry, ever again. History of Violence. I almost said I don't know what Literally, I was going to say. Dark Man. Dark Man is a dark movie. Even Strange has got some darkness to it. It's got a lot of darkness to it. So we're like, "Hey, let's lighten it up a little bit." Just a little bit. And we're going to be talking about weird science. We sure are. Oh, that's exciting. John Hughes is going to be in the building. We dug him up. <sighs> we propped him up on the couch. <laughs> he when might not have much to say, but he's here. Hey. Trust me. Ebert manages to get his point across. It's true. I can't wait for this one. I, I've only seen it once, and it was a while ago. I don't know that I've ever seen it. It's part of the, the big John Hughes kind of uh, the trilogy there, isn't it? The trilogy being... The Sherm, Illinois. Isn't that the, the trilogy of John Hughes with uh, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, and I think it's Weird Science is the, the third one. Really? It's not Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I don't think so. Not Pretty in Pink? It's not uh, I'm just going to name more John Hughes movies? You can expect a lot of teenage angst. Oh, for sure. Because of John Hughes. But the cool thing is it's teenage angst, so it's not dark. That's right. <laughs> it's going to have quirks, probably. Oh, for sure. Until then. If you're liking what you're hearing from us, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitch, or SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. We're all over the place. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The links for those are on our website, kpodcasters.com. And follow us over on Patreon like Mike Lanham did. Thanks, buddy. Mike Lanham's a good egg. He's a good guy. Glory, glory, man united, bud. And we will say nice things about you, too, if you subscribe to our Patreon. Right. Only once. (laughs) One time. One time. Better hope you listen to that episode. <laughs> Other than that, though, we're bashing you behind your back. It's what it's what we do. <laughs> Just listen to all the references we dropped this episode about Micah and Sean and all of our friends. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, over there we're doing not-so-super movies. Like this month we have Shawshank Redemption coming out. And we're also doing Batman Animation and The Pull List where we're talking about comic books. It's fun. Join and if us. you have a bracket that you want to send us. Oh, for sure. Send it. Send us a Blurt bracket. Blurt and that's us. We're, we're doing Brian's name that he came up for a tournament style <laughs> thing. Blurt and Turney. Yeah. Yep. Blurt and Turney. Oh, it's kind of like Bert and Ernie. Dear God. Hey, Blurt. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments or stories or anything you want us to talk about, email it to kpodcasters at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on Facebook. Yeah. That's where we get a lot of- uh, We get a whole lot of Everything. There. Yeah. Every day we record, we put stuff out there asking for questions, comments for the show, yada, yada. But I guess we're going to see you next week for Weird Science. Same pod time? Same pod. My dead phone Oh, because his, his mouth is sewn shut. Nailed it. Nice.
So, Dave, that is X-Men Origins Wolverine. What do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens after the credits is we get a preview for the next film. Oh. And it cuts to just a green screen. And in front of the green screen, you have someone saying, so today in Westchester, the high is going to be 78 degrees. The low is going to be 54 degrees. There is a 70% chance of rain. And then they get shocked by lightning. Oh. And then their hair starts sticking up. And she walks towards the screen and her eyes are all white and glazed over and clouds start appearing all over. And it is Halle Berry. And then the screen just flashes. X-Men Origins. Storm. (laughs) She was the weather lady. (laughs) The weather lady. (laughs) All right. That's got to be it, right? Yeah, of course. And lightning made her mutant? I don't know. I don't know how any of these mutants work. Lightning mutates genes. Of course, as we all know. (laughs) Brian, what do you think I'm supposed to credit? I think we immediately cut to a casting room. Ooh. Couch? Yeah? It's not a couch. Oh, okay. It's just like a legit Hollywood Studios casting call. There's a couch. Of, of course, there's, there's always a couch. But it's not that kind of couch, Dave. And the, the director and the writers are sitting in, at the table, and, and they call in. All right, next. And in walks this fella, and he's like, Hello, I'm Hugh Grant. I'm all here to read for the miracle. 